so fast. We have to stop them, Batman. Whatever they are, they're going to regret stepping foot in Gotham. This is a big score, gentlemen. It's the bat! Fire! Fire! Do I look like a friggin' bat to you? Huh? I've read rumors about a supernatural bat creature in Gotham, but I assumed it was an urban legend. Ninja turtles? We came to Gotham to stop Shredder and the Foot Clan. And we're back. Who do we have with us tonight, Tyler? Well, it's me, Tyler, and it's you, Sean <laughs> Scott, and we're doing right. we're doing Ninja Turtles Talk Live. That's right. We're back. <laughs> it's been uh it's been a little bit less of a wait than the last time. Had had some demand from our our fan base, so Yeah, here fans ask, we deliver. Here we are. We're back again, and we're talking about a pretty significant thing that came out uh, last year, and uh, we thought we would uh, dive into it. So what are we talking about on this episode, Tyler? Well, we are talking about the straight-to-video, digital, whatever you say nowadays, uh, film from the DC Universe called Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Whoops. Was that this episode? What did you watch? (laughs) That's what I watched. Oh, okay. At least that's what I watched after uh, some fiddling around with my streaming services. Oh, okay. So you you rented it, correct? I I did. I I didn't own it previously, and this time watching it was the first time I'd seen it. Okay. Um, I had the Blu-ray when it came out, I think, in the summer or something last year and watched it then, but hadn't watched it a second time until we decided to do this episode, so... And you even delve a little deeper this time around. You you went to the source material as well, right? I have. I do uh, c- pretty much am on track with the current series of IDW Ninja Turtles comics. I have all of them, including most of the crossovers, which was the Batman uh, Ninja Turtles crossover. There's been four of them. Um, the first – there's three that are kind of in – the D like in a certain style, and then there's one mini series that is like the Batman the Animated Series meets the Nickelodeon era Ninja Turtles. So there's four, but three that are in continuity with themselves that are not in any other continuity, and then the fourth one is in its own continuity. So the for the purposes yeah. of the, the the movie, it is mostly an adaptation of the first one, although I can talk about a couple things that are taken from the second series. It came out before the third series came out, the third series uh, ran uh, last year, so mm-hmm. okay. So pretty quick uh, turnaround from the page to the screen on this one. Well, the uh, first Batman Ninja Turtles thing—that's been a couple of years now since that first came out, and it was very successful. So um, yeah, no, it's just that the third one had just re- had just come out uh, last year. But so they've done it. They they've been they're like six issues miniseries, and they don't they don't they didn't happen right after each other. There was there was gaps. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yep. So, Well, I yeah. was uh, pretty impressed with the movie overall. The uh, The animation style was nice. Um, I, I've noticed with a lot of the newer DC animated movies, I haven't seen a lot of them, but when they first started doing the new 52 stuff, it was a drastic change from what it had been before. And it just kind of seemed... 
like less polished than what we had had seen previously but and and maybe it's because I haven't seen too many of these since they've switched over but this one seemed to be pretty well done and um, I really like the design on the turtles I liked the callbacks to some of the older stuff mm-hmm. um, pretty pretty satisfying movie overall I uh yeah I was curious because I I don't watch all of the DC animation movies I kind of did when they were doing them early on and I'd seen a lot of the Batman ones because I am a Batman fan, but uh, there are there are some I've just not seen, and then there are some that I've seen that I, I didn't particularly care for. Um, wasn't a big fan of, despite the Killing Joke being kind of an iconic story. I uh, was not a big fan of that uh, animated movie because they added a bunch of stuff to it, which was weird. But but yeah, so I, I mean, it, it, I don't I can't really speak to the quality of the animation or polish because I'm not real sure about that but in general i like the animation style although so i I hate to backtrack but you you told me you rented it and you had some issues with your streaming service what was going on there you're right i it was a a real rough experience just getting the movie going i was was trying to forget about it but i guess we can go into that if you want Well, well where did you rent it from well it took a couple tries at first i tried to go and just do a search on my Roku and just look up the the name of the movie and nothing was coming up. I couldn't mm. figure out why. Because you're but fancy. You, see, you think you have you have Roku and you think you're fancy. Well, fancier than I even realized. So <laughs> I have a young daughter who loves YouTube mm. to the point where we've had to start shutting off the Wi-Fi for certain devices for her. And recently we had to put a time limit on there so we've shut off devices that she accesses after a certain hour and i'd forgotten about this so i was trying to search on a device that was not connected to the internet so that was my my first problem first hurdle to get over to to watch this movie (laughs) so after i realized that i finally got in i think i picked voodoo or google play or something i don't remember and i couldn't figure out my password to get on there so finally i ended up switching over to the projector and using my playstation which is the only thing i've been successful in renting anything digitally in probably the last year or so because i don't remember how to do any of the other ones Mm. it did it took me a good 20 minutes from the time i sat down to watch it before it was actually playing gotcha yeah i uh i can feel you in terms of I mean, we don't, we don't have too many problems because we usually just rent from either Google Play or Amazon. And the only thing is, is that there's like, we have to have, because we've got kids too, like you've got passwords on your accounts because they get up, you know, they get up, they turn on the whatever. And, you know, it's pretty easy to like go rent something if you want, if you just like had it open. So, yep. uh, yeah, so then I forget my password and all that. But I actually, I feel bad because... <laughs> I I just I have the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray I wasn't sure I hadn't picked up when we talked, and we are uh you know we're we're we are nearby but social we're not in the same you know we're doing this remotely right and yeah. uh, and here's a little behind the curtain tidbit mm-hmm. we actually plan what we're going to talk about on these episodes before we start recording we do sometimes <laughs> so. So, but I, I mean, I had, uh, so I have my Blu-ray and in the, of course in the Blu-ray, it's not just a Blu-ray, there's a DVD copy and there's a digital copy, which I never use. I could have just given you the code for the digital copy and this would have been, uh, fine. 
<laughs> Potentially. Potentially. I have to say my, my history with uh, getting digital things to work wasn't too great in this case. Yeah, okay. So um, I was so successful in blocking my children from watching cartoons, I can barely watch them myself. Yes. I, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. Um, well, one thing I wanted – one thing you mentioned already I thought we should jump off on because my wife watched uh, – most of this with me the other night um she fell asleep that's not unusual but um she was we were talking i mean you brought up the turtles design and i was curious about that because i think um three of the four turtles look pretty good and then her her favorite the fourth one (laughs) her favorite turtle she thought looked disturbing and i would kind of agree (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's uh, donatello donatello has a strange shape of head he certainly does. <laughs> I think that, that... Oh, go ahead. That one, it was incredibly elongated, which is kind of the direction he's gone in most mm. of the recent iterations. But this one, they I think they took it <laughs> a little a little too far, maybe. Yeah, it, it's got a little bit of that Bay movie plus the Rise of the TMNT shape. I think that that's part of it. And for whatever yeah. reason, they've decided to do that. They do not... So that's one thing to kind of note. Uh, the animation style is not in the style of that comic. Um, they did not model the look of even Batman or the Turtles on those designs who drew the drew the yeah, comic. The Batman choice was interesting also uh, mm-hmm. with the blue and, and gray color scheme, but it was very similar to the more recent New 52 kind of shape and everything, but mm-hmm. I haven't haven't seen it with that coloring before yeah Um, i also thought it was neat in the bat cave they had several different costumes from different eras all the way back to the the first detective comics issue with the ears that kind of came off of the the eye line Mm -hmm. there's some great easter eggs all over this movie i think probably the most obvious being that credit sequence that kind of mash the two characters worlds together on the famous covers of each uh, comic which is really fun yeah. So that that's a that's kind of the most apparent one, and it's just a really fun. If you're familiar with certain images of certain comic book covers on either side of the line, Batman and Ninja Turtles, there's some cool uh, mashups there. But there's some stuff sprinkled out, including the Bat Cave co- uh, uh, Bat costumes. Those are fun. Yeah, there's. You can certainly tell that the animators and the people that made this movie had an appreciation for for both the Batman and the Turtles history. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to kind of start to talk to you about too is that uh, again i was watching this through the lens of my wife a little bit she was uh kind of surprised by the level of violence in the first uh first kind of especially in the first parts of the movie um right shredder is and uh and raza ghoul are pretty ruthless in this movie yep they are straight up murderers <laughs> Uh, a little bit of blood some impalements uh yeah it's uh it's pretty intense which is fun like I, I understand that the the DC uni- animation movies kind of do this, but it is also strange for you know typically Ninja Turtles is a kid property, and so that's um, you know a, a choice. Plus, it's definitely it's it's probably even it's more violent than the comic book series. Um, but then it also has like you know mutant villains and a mutant T Rex that runs through the climax of the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's kind of a strange uh, dichotomy, I guess. But um, I, I mean, I, I I I can't say I didn't like it. I like I like to see a ruthless kind of badass shredder. I think that's the best kind of shredder, really. So yeah, and 
this shredder really stood out to me um and i don't know that i've really seen this version in any form of film or or even animation Mm -hmm. um it reminded me the most of the tmnt forever when they ended up in the original comic world Mm -hmm. and that that style shredder not not quite to the same level but i mean that that's probably the closest representation i'd seen previously um, the first encounter between the Shredder and the Batman was was pretty cool. Um, mm. You really get to see how formidable this version of the Shredder is. And as, as Batman's measuring him up, he's kind of surprised by what he's finding. Yeah, they, those two characters are the uh, combat equals in this movie, right? It's Batman and, and Shredder are uh, pretty evenly matched in terms of just their fighting ability. Um and so that becomes a factor, uh, you know, throughout it. But it also makes way for, I, I guess, you know, maybe there's some TMNT fans out there that might be a little miffed in the Turtles' performance in their actual fight. What did you think about that? Yeah, I I kind of had that same feeling at first. Um, but they there was a couple lines in the movie that really justified it to me and, and made it fit well. They They really played up the inexperienced level the turtles were at and emphasize that they were in fact teenagers so they were more on the level with the damian wayne robin character kind of similar level of maturity um they don't they don't have the experience and batman's able to mentor them a little bit through through their journey together and to me that that kind of justified their their weaker performance when they first encountered batman because he's experienced and he's he's going to pass or he's going to help the turtles the same way that any mentor would. I I, I think that it's a, it's good character moments for the most part too. Um, the interesting one to me is Leonardo because in general I think we're used to seeing the other three turtles sometimes being undone by their inexperience. With with Raphael, it's a temper or a, a rash decision. Michelangelo's not serious enough. Donatello is too. Uh, in his head, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Well, there's Leonardo's always kind of the skilled one who, you know, if he fails, he's generally overmatched, right? Um, yeah. But I, I liked in this that he he's also has something to learn there. Um, and, and that lesson being that his fear of losing his brothers could could hinder his ability to protect them. Yeah, and that that's something that we've seen with Leonardo before, but I, I, I thought that was a good choice because sometimes when... A lot of these other versions, they make Leonardo the one that can kind of overcome uh, physical adversity the best. And I, I like yeah. that they were able to kind of tie in a physical, um, you know, foe in terms of, especially Batman at first, to kind of tackle the, what he needed to grow from as well. So mm-hmm. I like that quite a bit. And so, I mean, that's what, one of the reasons I really like this movie is that it is pretty thoughtful with kind of both sides of the the worlds um everybody there's it's some pretty good character work for the most part considering there's a lot of characters going around absolutely i i agree with that um one thing i thought was interesting in kind of their their interim time when they're getting to know each other between the their first introduction and then the final battle when each of the turtles kind of paired off with somebody in the the batman side so you had leonardo with batman sparring and and doing that lesson, you had Michelangelo with Alfred, kind of the polar opposites, and seeing that that uh, juxtaposition there, you've got 
Raphael and Robin kind of messing around together, and then Batgirl and Donatello focusing on the the technical side of the the situation they're going to face. So, yeah, it's but, a it's good. I like that there's this uh, dynamic. The other thing I was going to say was that. Uh, which is it's definitely not always the case, but I, I actually think the Michelangelo of this world is actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, especially their uh, encounter with the penguin toward the beginning there. Yeah, it's great, and you know, just the kind of references to uh, uh, Gotham City being so similar to New York, and like, well, there's blimps here, and uh, there, there's actually yeah. some some lines straight out of the comic, the first series comic of Michelangelo just kind of nerding out over the villains and the Batcave especially. He jumps on the T-Rex, and a lot of that yeah. dialogue is is just pulled right from, from the comic. So, Okay. It's good. It's a good, it's a good version of, uh, of Michelangelo. Um, the other thing I liked is that, uh, you know, for the Batman side anyway, because, you know, as Turtle fans, I think... The fun of this is to see them go to Batman's world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have as much like in the later comic series. There's more of the Rogues Gallery of the Turtles that are kind of integrate into Batman's world, and to me, that's a little bit less interesting. I the what I like is seeing them interact with the Batman villains and things like that. So I like that we get a lot of that here. Um, even even though there's it's not a very long movie, and there's you know you can't really give everybody something, but you know, you do get a little moment with Penguin. You get the Joker coming in and doing a, a you know, for a, he, he kind of has an act that he's kind of the main villain for a little bit, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the rest of the Arkham gang kind of participate in this a little bit too. And and some of that is drawn from the this comic series. There, the last issue, issue six, does contain this mutation storyline. Uh, of Arkham, and so that's where that's pulled from. But this gets drawn out a lot longer than it was in the comic, because uh, you know okay. it's an you know for animation, I, I could see how that would be the the appeal for them to yeah. to do this. So it's it's definitely more of that, and you they lean into that a little bit more than the comic did. Yeah, and that portion of it where all the members of the League of uh, Sa- or League of the Shadows is that what it's called? Anyway, mm-hmm. when they all get exposed to the mutagen and all transform into different animals, that really seem to be tied back to the first series and the 2012 Nickelodeon series. Kind of a a good payoff for those those two versions of the Turtles. Yeah, it's using what, you know, people, you know, I think casual fans or even, you know, re, you know major fans of the franchise like, which is like there's a lot of crazy mutants and stuff like that that they have to fight, and the fun is to see that happen, and so that if you can do that with kind of Batman villains, that's the that's the appeal. So it, it has a, a unique uh, dynamic to it. I, I appreciate that. I, I like that there's a lot of that in here, even though it's it's only really a, a small portion of the the comic um, the comic series. But so a, a bit of a, a shift here. But what did you think of the this version of Baxter Stockman? Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's not my favorite looking of Baxter Stockman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always I'm a I'm a big. Uh, just human Baxter fan. I'm pro human Baxter uh, for the most yeah. part. I really like that dynamic of a character. So the 2003 series cartoon series mostly keeps he keeps well. He becomes more of a robot, which is more based on the older comics. I like okay. that in the Nickelodeon series. He's human for at least a couple of seasons, and then he goes to 
a fly. Um, and in the comic, the current IDW comic run, and now again, these Batman crossovers don't match continuity. So, like, even the comics don't aren't in the timeline of that series. They're just on their own. They're standalone. Um, are, they, are they in continuity with each other? Yes, the three are in continuity okay. with each other, but they are not in continuity with the entire the other run of of Ninja Turtles going on. So, okay. and the reason I say that now is because Baxter Stockman, even after 105 issues, now is still a human who is a scientist, and he's a bad dude, but not super bad. And he's even he's even the mayor of New York right now. So there you go. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I yeah I don't it's not my favorite kind of Baxter Stockman. Um, there is precedence of that in the second comic series. He doesn't appear in the first comics uh, miniseries, but he does appear in the second and gets turned into a fly in that second one. So okay, that's one thing that they pulled from the second series. So I uh, I I like that. No, one I think it's kind of important to kind of go over what's happened in the movie really it, it the story is that the turtles have uh, i get a little i even get a little bit confused because the core story is different uh, even though the 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 general outline's the same the villains are the same for the most part the reason mm-hmm. that they get together is different um so in the comic book they have been shredder has gone over via a portal he's in a different dimension gotham city exists okay, in that- yeah, that was a question I had for you because it almost appears that it's just another. They've just changed a geographic location. This is Gotham as a known quantity to them, and yes, it, they just went to a different city. Yes, but so in the comic, it it actually is a a crossover. It is. They go to a different dimension. Shredder goes over there. The turtles are kind of inadvertently sent back, sent over there, and what they discover is that. They can't exist over there without rec- going back to their old retro. Mut- you know, they get turned back. So they there's a little bit yeah. of a there's a little bit of a clock running in the comic series. They've got to move to get back essentially, and they've got to stop Shredder to do that. Um, okay. And so there's a there's a di- dimension pulling. But uh, the central idea of the Shredder and Ra's al Ghul is the same. They're teaming up to cause trouble. They want to mutate people. That's a part of it. Um, but Shredder really wants to kind of, uh, you know, rule the area over there, and so there's some trouble between the two of them. But um, that that team up is still still there. So okay, yeah, I I think that for the purposes of the cartoon or the the movie, I get why they took it out. It's just kind of one less thing to have to deal with. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of in a comic that works because. There's you can pack a lot of story into frames and you know backstory and little bubbles and you know you can explain things a little bit better. Whereas in a movie's got to kind of move and you don't want to get too dragged down by the the science or you know the the, the yeah. way that they get but, there. Yeah, they didn't didn't have any setup here. We're just we're kind of dropped right into the middle of the situation and and yeah. watched it unfold at the uh, the exciting part. So and, and that's good. I mean, I I, I think that uh, that works fine. It. it the turtles and Batman in the comic fight, I think, in issue two. Um, so that even, I mean, the pace of it oh, okay. is, it's odd because the pace of it is kind of on track. It's just, it's a little bit different, right? But mm-hmm. I would say the first two, um, issues of the comic are pretty, I mean, pr- pretty well transferred. Like a lot of that ends up in the movie. Um, the, the Alfred Michelangelo storyline is pretty much pulled directly from that. Um, and then pretty much the battles. Um, the battle at the end is a little 
different. Like, like I said, they they kind of they made two act big action sequences out of one event. Uh, it ends kind of with these mutated uh, people at Arkham in the comic, and there's other stuff going on. Whereas this movie, there's the mutated people at Arkham. They get undone, but then they still have to go fight the League of Assassins, their mutants, and Ra's al Ghul. So, yeah. And then uh, Splinter is also in the comic. He goes along. And so Splinter is actually pretty formidable against Batman, as you might expect. Uh, but does... Yeah, I was, I was surprised he wasn't involved in this one at all. Yeah. Just a couple mentions was uh, toward the end of the movie. Uh, some mentions and a very weird-looking picture from the little backstory uh, flashback. <laughs> oh, I must have missed that part. <laughs> it doesn't look like him, so I wouldn't be surprised if you uh, if you missed it. Um, oh, when uh, Leonardo's explaining the only two ninjas with the special power? Yes. That is the moment I'm talking about. It looks very strange. <laughs> what did you think of the mutated Batman? So that is not in the comic. Um, I like okay. it. It's, uh, it's you know, they're, they got, they're just... If you've introduced mutagen into this, you, um, I think you, you owe it to yourself to kind of explore that in all different ways, right? So, it, so that it, was not not in the comic at all in any of the runs. No, and uh, oh. it, it's but it's fun. It, it's kind of like having Man Bat, that Batman villain, flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it's something for them to to kind of uh, fight, and that kind of reminds me of another little comic throughline that I like, because I do like the Donatello Batgirl dynamic of like how we name things and how Batgirl won't call oh. ooze ooze and mm-hmm. anti you know all that stuff it's like I'm not calling it that I like all that uh, material as yeah. well that was pretty good so it, was any of this like too crazy for you do you feel like it veered too far into uh, kind of camp especially given some of the violence in the movie or were you okay with it uh, it, it was certainly all over the place as far as the tone went but it was a mashup of two very different different tones to begin with. So, I don't know. I, I kind of liked how it was goofy sometimes and then super dark and serious at others. I mean, that just kind of represents the, the Batman and the Turtles worlds. Right. It, it has a tough job because it, it it's made for a, a wider audience, right? And people that are familiar with the Turtles. Whereas mm-hmm. the comic series, you know... If in, if you're a comic book reader and you've been reading Ninja Turtles for the last few years, you are already kind of used to a more down to earth approach. I mean, there are, there are mutants okay. and there are, there are things going on, but it is definitely more in tone with what you would expect to come from a you know your average Batman title. That's not like a a kid you know kid centric title. You know what I mean? Um, it's you know it's it's meant to be kind of PG thirteen or you know T you know reader you know over the age of 12 or something like that there's there's violence not a lot nickelodeon uh kind of doesn't like a lot of that stuff they don't approve like real graphic violence but they've had some pretty messed up stuff happen so and they've you know there have been characters that have died but um so when you when those cross over even though it's not in continuity it it feels more reminded me of something i'll come back to it though oh okay go ahead yeah, no, I just it, I was just saying that the comic series is does not feel as much of a weird mashup just because it it at least the first one I I can talk about the second yeah. one a little bit but uh, the first one feels like it's it's a pretty natural combination like it actually they, the characters work well together. Yeah, the animated worlds are probably a little better represented in 
this movie with the the difference in tone, like you said. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that that you you reminded me of was characters who have been killed. I was pretty nervous when Bane got a hold of Donatello, and uh, this time the shell saved him. Yes, because uh, uh, it that uh, well that was a scary moment right there. Batman's had some issues with Bane, we all know that, uh, but also uh, Donatello had his uh, shell cracked and was uh, essentially killed in the comics, the IDW comics, for a little while and had to get put into a machine. And, and so, yeah, the Bebop and Rocksteady uh, smashed the crap out of his uh, of his shell back. Well, it's been four yeah, or five was, years now. I was a but, little worried there for a second. Yeah. It was, it was like when uh, middle-aged Donatello was on the, the phone with his doctor. Exactly. It's a little bit of a nerve-wracking moment. I mean, anytime you see Bane do that little move, you're got to be worried. Yeah, it's kind of his. It's kind of his signature deal. So That's I think a, it's a good gag. It's a good. Uh, it's a good joke. Um, so one of many. The one thing I, I I will say that I I missed in the movie is a subplot that gets taken out involving Batman and Raphael. Oh, um, okay. It it is a Raphael is obviously frustrated by what's going on. There's an urgency for them to get back in the comic, right? And so mm. you know he's more interested in in getting to Shredder, doing it now, not planning, not actually preparing like he's supposed to. And that's some of that is obviously in it, and we see that. But the way that we kind of they learn to respect, and what the movie does is he gives a speech, which I think is is kind of on that on that term. With Raphael, kind of gets a moment where he. Uh, kind of rallies rallies Batman to their cause, and so the, the form of it's there in the comic. Um, Raphael is very uh, untrusting of Batman, hmm. and so what they do is they actually because it, it is like the anniversary of Bruce Wayne's parents' death, and so he actually takes Raphael to the alley where his parents were killed, and he kind of gives him this feel of why he does what he does, and it's just a okay. it's just a kind of it's like you know it's four page maybe three pages four pages of just kind of quiet character work that we've obviously seen before but to see those two di- to those two characters do it is and kind of do it in a in a way that you kind of feel for the you know the batman pain and i really like i mean it was it's a nice moment in the comic and i i wish it was still here but i get why it's not what's interesting yeah. is that they i and I, I get it they they're making an effort to kind of include the batman sub characters a little bit more because in the comic uh Robin shows up for like the last issue or two, but uh, Batgirl and the rest of them aren't really. Alfred's in there, but Batgirl doesn't show until the second series. And so, I get why they're pairing them off. And so, what they actually did was they took a, a subplot where uh, Damian Wayne or Robin is just kind of a snivelly little shit to Raphael in the second series, mm. and they're sparring and they're fighting and they're just being mouthy to each other. And so, that's kind of what gets replaced here for Raphael is that little that little piece of information and little character work just to kind of give Robin something to do in this one, I think. So, yeah. And I I will say for this, it, it seemed like Raphael was probably the least served of the turtles in in this movie. Yeah. I, I would say too, he has that speech that's nice, but then he's oddly not in much of that fight at the end. He gets a surprise swing through when he knocks Raza Ghoul down, which I love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of doesn't get to have like a showcase fight, which is uh, a shame because he's you know pretty. He hops out of the, on the bike, of course, with Batgirl, which is fun. But but yeah, I mean, I think that it would have been nice to have that moment, but you know, it's hard to serve everybody. 
Yep. Speaking of, of vehicles, what do you think of the the turtle van in this one? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's like the old one, right? <laughs> yeah, very much like the old one. A foot on the front with an X marked out or crossed out, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that that design always comes back in one shape or another. They didn't they didn't have it like that in the in the Nickelodeon series until like a little bit later. It it always manages to find its way. They always say they're not going to use it that way, and then the party wagon always comes back. I say, oh okay, <laughs> so. Well, it was it was nice for me to see that. I one of the the comics that's straight out of the comic is their reaction to the Batmobile, which I think is really great. Um, oh yeah, and they, and even that whole fight is pretty pretty accurate. Like um, the way they go down, like he uses his gadgets, and they're all kind of pissed off that the, they're getting gadgets to, gadgets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, instead of you know facing them off evenly or whatever, but I do like that that was kind of translated. The versus part of. Uh, this movie is served well. It is a weird. I don't because t- it's not the comics are not verses. They because they really only fight for a little bit. But you know, I think it's the nature of marketing, right? But uh, absolutely, people are familiar with Batman Ving something, so mm-hmm. keep that going. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's working. You don't you don't want to change it. The other thing I would say is that if you stayed till the end, you you noticed there was a little thing at the uh, end. We thought that Shredder might have uh, been killed, but no, as as we usually do. Mm-hmm. But what did we find out? Tell me what you what you thought about the kind of the final little stinger at the end of the movie. What you think you'd like to see if something were to happen again? Well, it took me right back to the original nineteen ninety one movie. Or maybe it's the sec- it's the beginning of the second one, I right. guess, uh-huh. with the hand popping out. Um, the second one, I figured the the natural progression would be bring Batman into the the Turtles world, which it sounds like the the Turtles rogues end up in the the later series. But does Batman go to the Turtles version of New York in the future? Um, uh, yes and no. <laughs> Okay. The second, so the thing about the second series is Bane is the main villain in that one. Oh, and, really? And it's not. Is he in the first series in the same role he is in the movie? No. Uh, okay. He he might be in a frame mutated, but he doesn't have a, a part to play really. Okay. So no, that he he's the main um, villain in the second one, and Shredder is not a villain in that one. Um, Shredder isn't killed in the comic series; he just gets sent back. You know, they take him back to their their timeline um but it's weird because it's this it's this, this the main arc of the story for the second one is that donatello is upset that he's not as strong as his other brothers which i is just kind of a really tired plot for donatello anyway oh, and yeah. so he he uses the portal to go back and try to you know help have batman give him some advice but then he inadvertently sends bane to the to new york city and he's causing all sorts of havoc um, okay. So that that series takes place on both dimensions a little bit. They kind of go back and forth. Um, and then so there's a few, uh, since Shredder's not involved, but Bebop and Rocksteady are there and Karai and and so there's a lot of that going on. But honestly, I don't um, I don't love the second series. Other than that, they, they really only take the the Raphael uh, Robin subplot, and that's about it. And and the fact that Batgirl's in it and she has a big part to play. Oh. Um, April and Kate, Casey and April are in the first series a little bit, but they're more involved in the second one. Um, yeah, it's not it's not my favorite. I 
if they do a sequel, it doesn't seem like they're going to go that route. Um, just because of they've obviously making Shredder, you know, appear to be the the villain again. Um, Which was was that in the comic run as well? No, no. So what? Actually, what I and I don't know if they're going to do it, but um, the third move, the third series that came out last year. It, I I personally really I, I think some people didn't like it because it's crazy, but it actually starts with <laughs> the first issue is uh, the Batman and the Turtles are all are brothers, like they are just they've each other. They, yeah they've grown up together like they know they're not like actual blood brothers but they are they are family. Splinter is Batman's dad and they are just part of a team that they're fighting crime, and the oh. villain is like a Joker that is also crossed with Shredder. Okay, and so it's kind of a neat concept, and then like I think it's either the end of the first issue or right in the second one, you there's they begin to realize that something's wrong, like they're not supposed to be mashed together, yeah, and that there's a force that has smashed them together, and so it becomes like this multiple time, uh, like an o- an OG, I think it's an OG Raphael arrives in black and white to like try to like let them know that the dimension, the multiverse is being ra- ripped apart. And so we get multiple turtles, multiple Batmans, and it's uh, it's just crazy. And I I really well, I, I like it because it's crazy and it's mashing characters together. And Batman and the turtles are like teaming up, and there's some good emotional moments because they have to realize that they're while they care for each other and they have all this memory, they have to realize that it's fake. <laughs> yeah, and they don't actually belong together, and that Batman doesn't have a father and he's an orphan. You know, so it's mm. it's got a lot of really good stuff in it. Um, so I I mean I could see it working really well but i could also see them going in a just a regular sequel uh, direction yeah um but i i like that one a lot more than the second one so i don't i don't know if there's much to really explore from that second series i i don't think yeah the the like you said the way they kind of took pieces from it already they're more than likely to will just kind of do their own thing if there is an animated sequel that would that seems like that make the most sense. Uh, yeah, and they, and, you know, I, I could see them using Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady, and they could do that. I, I just, it would be, sure. I guess the question would be is whether doing that sequel where there's a multiverse, is that falling too closely to, like, Turtles Forever territory? And does DC care? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they do, like, because yeah. that's not exactly something that's well, you know, seen by a lot of people, so. Right. I'm not sure, but I think this was really successful. I think it w- it sold really well and rented well. So, um, especially now when they're, I, I think we're going to be hurting for content uh, because of current events in a few months. Here, sure. um, animation might Anything's be a, a well, animation might be a way because you could do a lot of that work uh, not on a film oh, yeah. set. So, I I don't know. There could be some potential for them to do do more of it. So. I I would also like to see uh, I love the Batman animated series world and so I like that series when they brought the Nickelodeon Turtles over and I could see them doing a a more lighthearted kid or kid friendly version of this too so okay but you know I don't know this was a nice surprise I mean I I can't believe this got made I couldn't believe that there was a comic series where they were combined I mean even even that to me was surprising and then to have a movie of it, I, I think is just, uh, I mean, I never would have thought we would have had, that would have come to a turtle fan in 2019 or 2020. You know what I mean? Nope. It's, uh, it's something that we couldn't have ever predicted, but 
happy we have it. Yeah. Now, do you? There's been some other recent crossovers with Turtles because of IDW. They have certain properties they own. Um, okay. So they've done uh, multiple series with the Ghostbusters. Um, they briefly crossed over with like uh, the X. I think there was like an X Files issue. Um, they are in the midst of a Power Rangers crossover. I thought I think it got slightly delayed because of uh, current events, but um, they're doing that. So there's possibilities. Obviously, a natural one is Daredevil because of how Daredevil inspired Turtles to begin with. I mean, that would be right. A natural thing. I don't know if that will ever happen, but what do you? What would you like to see the turtles? Who else would you like to see the turtles interact? With? What world would you like to see? Hmm, it's a good question. Um, well, I know that there was the action figures for the Star Trek version of the turtles. Mm-hmm. That would be, and I know that Star Trek is coming back with an animated series on on the new CBS All Access platform, mm. so that that could be an interesting one. What, was that ever explored in the comics, or was that just a, a strange toy crossover? It was a toy crossover. Oh, the Turtles have had a lot of history going into space in lots of series and in the comics, of course, as well. So, I mean, it is a pretty natural world for them. I mean, they've had a lot of really good storylines out in space, and so that could work. I think they've... I'm trying... I think Star Trek is in the IDW line, but I don't know if... I, I feel like I would have bought that comic if it had come out so yeah i i don't really like the power rangers but i've still bought those so i i'm pretty sure they haven't done it because i would probably have it but uh sure um i like that idea um that would be was that only in the original toy run or did they recycle that ever no it was only in the original toy run um i have those figures they're great figures but uh no i don't think so i think that whatever was ever whatever licensing they had going on then that's how they got it um okay it, I, I was trying to. Now I, I could be wrong about. It. Maybe I shouldn't say it, but I feel like I remember like looking at like Big Lots or something when that first Star Trek reboot came out, like two thousand nine or whatever. Oh yeah. And I want to say like I saw the toys for three dollars at like a Big Lots, and I remember looking at them at least, and I thought they were Playmates toys, and that would line up with maybe. So maybe they've Playmates has always had like the toy line, and so that was maybe why they did it or. I could be Maybe. I could be totally wrong about that though, so I'm not sure. Huh. Um, I'm sure one of our our callers will come oh. in and let us know. So yeah, you know we didn't mention at the top. We've we've had callers on the line for this whole episode. Do, should we take a call or should we just save it for another episode? You know, we're kind of getting toward the the end of our runtime here and. I think we're going to have to save it for the next one. Okay, so if you're on the line, uh, you know, apologies, we ran out of time, but, you know, call back in next time, and we'll take your questions, we'll take your calls, and, yeah, you know or the you know just, the number. Just you li- can also just stay on the line, because mm, mm-hmm. the order that you called will secure your spot uh, when we answer the, if you the ha- call. If you hang up, you're going, and then you call again, you're at the back of the line. So you want to stay on the line. Yeah. And, wanna, and if you want to lose that spot. And if you don't know the number, just look at the, it's, the, it's right at the bottom of your screen right there. I presume. Uh, yes. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I mean, is there anything other? Do you have any closing thoughts on Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, every character eats pizza in an incredibly messy way. <laughs> Why is pizza so messy in cartoons, in particular Ninja Turtle cartoons? That's a good question. 
I have, but even even Batman couldn't help himself. It, it, there's this. I, I mean, I guess I've seen some pizza that's really cheesy and messy, but I don't know. I don't eat a lot of pet pizza that's really messy. It just usually I'm, I'm fine. They just they just mash it into their face as they're <laughs> as they're chewing. I guess <laughs> it is strange. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know how Alfred managed to get all those pizzas back in the box to bring back down after Michelangelo smashed into them. Yeah, that's another amazing feat right there. He's a magical man, that ma- uh, uh, Alfred. Yep. I don't know how he does the things he does. I don't know the magic. I don't know the voodoo that he does. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I think that, that about wraps up this episode of uh, Ninja Turtle Talk Live. Uh, we'll be back with another topic. There's lots. Look, there's lots to cover. We could we could talk about a lot of things on this, this podcast, and we will. Would you like to drop a couple teasers and maybe let the let the fans know what they can expect in the future? Well, I mean, we there is a fan made game that came out within the last year that's pretty amazing. That it resembles some of the uh, the old games. Uh, we've enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I feel like that would be a good topic. You have uh, a lot of episodes of the Nickelodeon show we could cover. There's a couple of particular series I'd be interested in uh, kind of sharing with you, and you could watch that without even having to pick up a DVD for my house. Wow. Um, I know there's 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 a lot there's the comics there's there's I mean the turtle the life the turtles are still going strong we haven't even really talked about a lot of the other mo- I mean well there's just so much we could talk about Sean so much there there is so much content there's more than I think we ever could have imagined there would be it's it, it we could especially, do this for years especially in the days of the next mutation kind of looked like it was done we could watch the next mutation because i think that is still on netflix like that oh that show uh is on there i have never watched more than two episodes of it but and i'm probably about halfway there you've seen one episode (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah i i don't know i i I think it's been it's been a long time since i've actually like you apparently we all still have cues on netflix but my my interfaces don't really like make my queue readily available. I don't see it. Yeah, it's so, pretty well hidden. So I don't use it. I haven't used it probably in years. But I I was curious one day and I did find my queue, and sure enough, like whatever I put it in there, I put the Ninja Turtles next petition in that queue probably ten years ago. It's still there. They never took it off. So <laughs> we could watch it if we want. Apparently, that's a that's another good good idea right there (laughs) i don't know if it's a good idea but we could do it (laughs) (laughs) all right sean well it's great to talk to you and we will uh stay on the line we'll get to your questions okay i promise yep and let's see we've got we've got several lights blinking so okay hang tight i'm glad that you took the phone so i don't have to look at those blinking lights during this uh, social distancing time oh wait that's just my phone charging (sighs) well just call back. We might a lot if we lost you. Just uh, just call back. We'll get back at you soon. All right. All right. Have a good night, Sean. We'll talk to you later. Have a good morning or afternoon if you're listening to this at a different time. Well, I was not saying good night to or to our listeners. I was saying you good night. I, I feel like it's okay that they know that I talk to you at nighttime. Oh well, I guess they do now. They're on the phone waiting. They have to know what time we're on so they could like call. <laughs> That's also true. All right. Well, we'll talk right. it, talk at you next episode. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.